tonight, we press play on the last seven days and unpack the week from the cheap seats with your hosts, Melanie Bracewell and Tim McDonald. Good evening. Thank you for joining us in the cheap seats. With special guest from the Chaser and Planet America, Chaz Lichardello. Interesting. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. We've gone with a US guest. I know we had done a deal with Gabriel Gatto, but um, <laughs> he's been recalled. So can't wait to chat to Chaz. Actually, let's start in America with that historic announcement this week. And build a future of peace, opportunity for all the people of the region. I am leading the United Australia okay, Party great. at the next federal election. Of course, we all saw Joe Biden forgetting ScoMo's name. The PM went on today to clear things up. Just had to bide your time. And hey, look, Prime Minister, we never forget your show here on the Today Show. OK? Your name. <laughs> <laughs> you just did. He was very offended by what's-her-face. He <laughs> then called Okoshi, so that was just a step too far. Look, the name we heard this week, Mel, was AUKUS. Australia, the UK and the US, though not everyone's a fan of the name. This new, slightly awkwardly named AUKUS Alliance... Coming from a man named Ty. Um... <laughs> Actually, I notice New Zealand's not included. Well... We're not interested in being part of a deal that involves nuclear submarines. Not that we were asked. OK. <laughs> I can stay away from nuclear. Let's get the 3G rollout first. <laughs> Got to get that sorted first. Can you imagine Biden introducing her, going, that lady from the long white clouds? <laughs> they were all keen not to mention China, instead calling it... The Indo-Pacific. In the Indo-Pacific. In the Indo-Pacific. The Indo-Pacific. In the Indo-Pacific. The Indo-Pacific. In the Indo-Pacific. The word China wasn't used... Until now. <laughs> There are two words you don't mention on Sunrise, China and Sam Armitage. They are the two, <laughs> the two words you don't mention. That's three words. <laughs> well, the deal involves the purchase of nuclear submarines and the PM couldn't be clearer. Let me be clear. Australia is not seeking to acquire nuclear weapons. <laughs> so no nuclear weapons. No nuclear Just weapons. charging ahead. Look, this new deal, Mel, has huge ramifications. More American troops and military manpower. In manpower. From the manpower training perspective. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that clip in from home. <laughs> well, Pauline Hanson knows a lot about submarines from personal experience. Two years ago, I went for two full days underwater. <laughs> SAS White Australia is coming soon. And that is going to be a ripper. Actually, I was watching Outsiders on Sky Mail where there's a fine line between analysis and amateur theatre. What's going to happen with the Australian ones, you know, with the diesel engines in there? Book, 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 book. Captain, up periscope, up periscope. What are you looking for? I'm looking for a gas station. There's got to be one around here somewhere. I mean, can you imagine? They must have, the French must have thought, them, thought we were ridiculous. Not just you three. Um... Amazingly, Outsiders is a great name for an improv troupe, so... <laughs> well, the deal involves phasing out the old Collins-class submarines, and weren't they a success? The Collins have served as well, but were heavily criticised for their noisiness and occasionally bits falling off. <laughs> Look, it's fair to say the French are not happy. A breaking news, France recalling its ambassadors. The French have recalled their ambassador. The new Fildel is the third recruit to voluntarily withdraw. Things are, things, are, things are so bad they've even recalled Allo Allo from Nine Go and that is, that's when you know things are getting serious. Before he left, the French ambassador did sit down with the ABC's most experienced international relations journalist, Andrew Probin. You ignore, you don't even mention, you, don't ref, you even refuse to discuss with a trusted partner like France and for, you know, about such an issue. How could it be possible? 
I sense this anger at Australia. <laughs> oh, my God, what an incredible face reader he is. I know. <laughs> Once he got the orders, the French ambassador left in a rush. France's ambassador to Australia packed his bags and made a hasty exit. He was actually making an exit from that car. That's the problem with diesel. It's just <laughs> it's unreliable. He, ha- he had to check that he turned the fondue off and it always, always trips you up. Still, as the French ambassador left the country, there is hope. Thank you, guys. Thank you. All the best. Au revoir. Au revoir. You'll see the result. you speak French. OK. <laughs> to COVID news now and to the latest numbers. Thousands of South Australians use a keep cup. Those are not the numbers. <laughs> look, let's try and look at the modelling for the latest. So this is consistent with the Doherty model. Hopefully the Doherty model remains reliable and consistent the way through... Oh, reliable, that's good. Also worth remembering that all models are wrong. OK, maybe not. <laughs> Harsh words for Kate Moss. Um, <laughs> a new vaccine is hitting pharmacies very soon. It's been approved by all the important regulators. The Moderna vaccine is TGA approved and is famously backed by singer Dolly Parton. OK. <laughs> it's, been allowed, it's been allowed for 12 plus, yet to be approved for 9 to 5. Um, <laughs> Not where she injected it, in her forehead, her lips. That's not how you do it. Look, the Today Show got talking about vaccines and you get the sense that Carl Stefanovic may have doubted his question. First up, what is the difference between someone who is vaccine hesitant and someone who is completely anti-vax? Well, look, in Australia... He's question hesitant. Uh... Look, it's all about opening up to save our small businesses, although I'm not sure it was easy to find sympathy for this guy's business. 10,000 vaccine doses are also on their way, but not in time to help this dose of lockdown reality. A castle. (laughs) It's it's been so long, that castle dates back to lockdown four. That is how old that castle is. No jab, no joust. (laughs) Actually, that's how they should do the vaccine rollout, just on big jousting syringes. Melbourne saw some major protests from construction workers this week. Head of the union, John Setka, came out. Not sure he expected this response from tradies. Do you want us to shut the whole building this yeah! <laughs> Ask a hypothetical and get, get a chair. In fairness, it was 2pm. So, look, tra- tradies were up in arms this week when their tea rooms were forced to close and it was heartbreaking the effect it had. I'm eating cold bloody food. You, Dan Andrews, thank you very much. <laughs> it was wrong of him to go part-time as a Deliveroo driver. <laughs> he has stuffed up the Chico rollout. Uh, you've just got to get that... You've got to get that sort of look. Look, with the tradies' protests, they made some interesting revelations I wasn't aware of. We built this joint, yeah? These boys have put their hard sweat balls and everything into it. <laughs> Putting the tea bags back into the tea rooms. <laughs> In his defence, he's talking about Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend's boys. So, a bit of confusion. The protest upset a few people, but they made sure to stay polite for the cameras. Bunch of selfish, excuse my language, f***ing assholes. Okay. <laughs> the French were really angry. Um... <laughs> Look, it wasn't the only protest we saw this week. Another Freedom Rally took place over the weekend in Sydney, and what a turnout. So don't feel like you're alone here. (laughs) Or as Mel calls it, an audience. Better than yours. Um, let's check the. Let's, can we get our Instagram followings up on the screen? I, I do believe we have to move on. Um, <laughs> Look, he had an important I message. I want to let you know that there's at least two people here that have protested for freedom. 
And they're both cops. Yeah. <laughs> to Melbourne now, where it was a different story. Thousands flooded the streets. Let's see how Sky News covered it. They did want a, quite an amicable approach initially. They weren't looking for violence at all. <laughs> OK. And they just want a platform to have their voice heard. <laughs> Words were shout out, and in particular, uh, peace and love, which is what this group tends to shout out. <laughs> <laughs> You have to bleep peace and love uh, for broadcast television. Look, they hate the media. Now, I've heard of How Can You Sleep at Night, but I haven't heard of this. The people united! Tim, answer the woman. <laughs> We've got to take a break. Back with more of the Chiefs right after this. Welcome back. You're watching The Cheap Seats. And it's been a week of momentous stories, both abroad and right here in Australia. A whole new world of private space travel. In the United States, David Woywood, 7 News. Back home, a kangaroo's on the loose in Adelaide's same <laughs> suburbs. Well, look, those are the two big stories on 7 News Adelaide, Mel. Let's see what else is making news with our hosts. And just a, just a warning... There's a fine line between banter and intimidation. Jane's here with a look ahead at what's coming up in our main bulletin. How are you going? I'm very well, thank <laughs> you, Spiffo. Whoa. <laughs> it's just the, the jeering here. <laughs> I didn't expect you to do it at the same time. <laughs> that high Tim really thought that was a moment. <laughs> just a pine. Well, let's head to Perth now, where farmers are gearing up for the royal show. These incredible creatures, big and small, are always up for attention at the petting zoo. His menagerie of animals, always a hit. This is Bam Bam. He's not dead, Bo. He's 51 years old. Bam Bam, Bam will be at the royal show in the IKEA meatball show bag. So look out for Bam Bam there. Wow. Preparations for the Royal Show are in full swing. And a special group of kids were given a sneak peek at some of the 300 show bags on offer at this year's Royal Show. Consumer Protection inspected nearly 800 toys from the bags and most passed compliance checks. <laughs> so they inspected nearly 800 and most, most. of them... <laughs> The compliance well, to Royal News now, where things are heating up this week for Prince Andrew, and look, some journalists are not afraid to take a hard line. And I think it's probably worth saying, um, uh, we should say uh, that I think this is not a very good look for Prince Andrew. <laughs> not a very good look. ITV went a step further with full anonymity. In a civil case against the Duke, alleging sexual assault that's going to be held in New York. Well, Royal Editor Roy Anika joins me now, so... What does that actually mean? Get it into context. Put it into blue. It's I think I know who it is. <laughs> is it Celine Dion? Yeah. That's what Husey thinks. Meanwhile, Harry and Meghan featured on the front page of Time this week with some tough acts to follow. It's an extraordinary list divided into various categories, including entertainment. So Britney Spears is on there, uh, Fox News, Tucker Carlson, the Taliban. What? <laughs> I'm sure I want to put that under entertainment. Um... Next week's cover is Smitho and that Adelaide newsreader. So that Wonderful. <laughs> We've been warned. Um, what's making news back home in New Zealand? Well, the big story back home is... We hear that a police officer or police officers patrolling Auckland's southern boundary yesterday arrested two gang associates who were trying to get into Auckland with over $100,000 in cash and a car boot full of KFC. <laughs> 
managed to get the checker notes for the final letter of KFC? KFC. Yeah. They're facing 12 years behind a fat blaster, so that that could go well. Actually, New Zealand is still dealing with the effects of COVID-19. The pandemic has made lots of people think differently about their lives. And their sets. What is going on there? I don't know. Um, Ch- Channel 7 Adelaide need one for um, the newsroom to hide behind when Smitho gets a bit too keen. <laughs> In New Zealand, the vaccination rate is rising and there was a debate on what to call the vaccine bus that's being rolled out. COVID cruiser? Corona Corolla. Corona Corolla. Nice. I, I wouldn't have gone with the stab cab. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> to Russia, where there's a big election this week. From Moscow to the space station, Russians are going to the polls. Two cosmonauts voted remotely high above the Earth, joining at least 100 million others expected to cast their votes over the next three days. That's a lot of effort to go and vote. I wonder who they're voting for. The election will be far from free and fair. Almost every opposition party has been banned. <laughs> and yet Newspol still has Putin behind. So it's <laughs> funny how that works. To technology news now, the new iPhones were launched this week. Koshi was less excited about the phones, more about the way they were presented. That's for you. Go for okay. it. All right. Thank you, Sean. Um, there you go, Nat, for apple nuts like me. I yep. love big announcements. Get your order in. <laughs> big announcements. <laughs> he loved the iPacemaker. That is, he put in an order there and there. I will say, though, Apple's technology is much easier to keep up with than their staff. We have a lot to talk about today. And to tell you all about it, here's Melody. Here's Lauren to tell you more. Now back to Jeff. I'll hand it over to Jay to give you an update. <laughs> over to you, Sam. Next, let's go to Jessica. Over to you, Bakari. Now back to Jay. <laughs> back to Tim. <laughs> I got nothing. Uh... <laughs> back to Mel. Um... You got nothing. Oh, that's, that's a first. <laughs> By far. One of the biggest stories in the US this week came from Nicki Minaj, who tweeted a vaccine-hesitant anecdote. Fox News issued an interesting retraction. Now, two things about that tweet. Last night, we read it, we put the graphic on the screen, and we suggested that Nicki Minaj's cousin is the one with the swollen testicles in Trinidad. And we were wrong, and we want to admit it. We henceforth correct the record. Nicki Minaj's cousin's testicles are not swollen. As far as we know, he's fine. It's Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend's testicles who are swollen from taking the vax. That's the claim. Is it the first time Fox News has done a fact check ever? And to tell you more, here's Jay. Um, Look, can we get some vision of her cousin's friend? The man with the world's biggest testicles. Testicles, testicles, testicles. We'll chat to Chaz later. Um, <laughs> Mel, it's been a packed week of news. There's so much that we haven't got to. So still to come. Well, still to come, thermal imaging with your dinner. Turning to Tinder to find a mortgage mate. First it was mice, now it's... Canine Corona. Mango season. Fizzy drinks. Fussy eaters. Where's Wally? The one-eyed wonder horse. And a goat. Save a chicken. This cow is going to the toilet. What it means for Christmas. Remember when you had to leave the house to rent a movie? How far can you take your car once the fuel light comes on? Is it fiction or is it a documentary? Can we talk about Kid Leroy? White House officials are getting involved in Nicki Minaj's ball game. Lil Nas X just gave birth to his debut album. I'm like the carpool mom. There's a whole lot going on in the world of showbiz. 
joining us to run through Ballgate and other things. It's from Nova FM, Mel Dracina. Thank you. Mel, lovely to have you with us. What have you got for us this week? Uh, let's start with the Emmys, the annual event where the entire television industry comes together to celebrate Netflix shows. <laughs> nice, nice of you to come dressed as an Emmy. Uh, <laughs> it's a nice touch. We can't all come as Alan Jones, so... <laughs> Just me and Tim. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the ceremony kicked off yesterday morning and finished about half an hour ago. Okay. Uh, last year was virtual. This time we had people in the room, a point not lost on Seth Rogen. Let me start by saying there is way too many of us in this little room. What are we doing? They said this was outdoors. It's not. <laughs> it's rare for a weed guy to be paranoid. <laughs> It was a slightly ominous start to the night. Uh, it was a great night for female directors, I think. And that defines tonight's six nominees. Six of them women. I mean, oh, no, three of them women. I wish six of them were women. Three of them are women and three of them men. The Emmy for directing <laughs> the drama series goes to... A man. <laughs> no, it went to uh, Jessica Hobbs for The Crown. Was that the Emmys or the Liberal Party? I'm, I'm, I'm confused. Although my jacket is saying, maybe it's, maybe it's a good thing. Uh, jacket. Uh, look, I was watching the Emmys, Mal, and Gillian Anderson from The Crown won for her role as Margaret Thatcher, prompting this interesting question from the press. Thank you. So... It, just to kind of continue with the whole Margaret Thatcher thing. First question, has have you talked to her about this role at all? <laughs> I think, probably not. <laughs> Let's go to free-to-air TV. Here on 10, the Masked Singer continues to surprise. Ben Lee was revealed as the professor. Why did you want to do this preposterous fireworks-filled show? I like to do anything that makes me feel weird. So, for musicians, that's usually drugs. Uh, so, I guess reality TV is a new cocaine. And for Tim, it's sleeping with himself. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, Hughes's guesses are getting no closer to the mark. The other week, he suggested Britney Spears, which is just ridiculous. Uh, actually turned out to be Britney's father in costume. Well, who, who else was going to be the conservator? <laughs> Strange character. Strange choice. <laughs> Last week, Hughesy was getting no closer. The one and only Taylor Swift. <laughs> big, big name. This is Swifty. Probably the most famous woman in the world who's going to quarantine in Sydney for two weeks to dress up like a vampire to sing a Jonas Brothers song. <laughs> I just, I, I would not pull it together. I'm getting, I'm getting sick of this shit. Anyway, you can see me as the Pavlova next week. You've come dressed as the Pavlova. Um, one of my favourite bits on The Masked Singer is when the mask comes off and Osha has to shout out who the person is just in case none of us recognise them. And sometimes if the name alone is not enough, he has to read out their entire Wikipedia page. He's won the NRL Premiership twice, he's played for the Wallabies, he's captain Fiji. <laughs> SAS 
Australia is getting to the pointy end. Last night we saw Alicia Mollick quit after being punched in the head and singer Pete Murray... <laughs> now, that's, now that's a week. <laughs> and singer Pete Murray break his elbow. It's good times. But he, nothing... In, in, in their defence, he was threatening to do something off the new album. So <laughs> anything to stop him... Oh, nothing was more gruelling than this interview slash interrogation of Mark Philippoussis by fellow contestant Kobe Averton. Do you remember the best game of your life? What's the quickest ace you've ever served? Did you earn a lot, bro? What was your highest year of pay? How much? <laughs> but payment-wise, were they good? Why did you stop? You kind of stopped all of a sudden. Do you still play tennis? Who was your sponsor again? sharing a dorm with Lee Sales. <laughs> uh, over on Nine, the block's struggling to find a controversy now that Photogate, the cheating scandal, has finally run out of puff. This week there was a sort of fight over technicalities of the competition. You can tweak, but you can't transform. You can tweak, but you can't transform. When does a tweak become a transformation? Level of tweaking. That seems more than a tweak. I don't want to say too much because the court case is actually happening <laughs> this week. So the makeup and wardrobe people say to term is like, we can tweak what? a week. There's no way we can transform. <laughs> There's no way. What are you doing? Channel <laughs> 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 10, not Sky News. What's your problem? On the cheat seats, it's Mel being asshole week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my favourite block contestants are still the Love Island twins, Josh and Luke. They often echo each other's sentences. And threw those doors into the ensuite. Yes. Yeah, so. And now their body movements are even starting to sync up. Yeah, it's a bit of body shaming, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, it's a bit of body shame there. <laughs> <laughs> they, they even photocopy whiteboards in sync. It's incredible <laughs> what those guys do. Photocopy whiteboards? Okay. <laughs> 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 We're rolling it through. <laughs> All I need now is for the two lads to start working out together. And that's my week complete. <laughs> is, this, is this showbiz or your search history? What are we doing? What are we doing? Uh, last week, Making It Australia started on 10. It's an arts and crafts show. It's literally play school on steroids, and I'm into it. Have you got more? This is turning into the Emmys. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? There's a lot. So much to watch. Um, Channel 10 have spared no expense and decided to film the series in a barn, literally. A bam bam at the back. Uh, <laughs> it probably sounded like a good idea until they realise they're right under a flight path. Steph, can I just say as well? <laughs> in, in fairness, that helicopter was made out of pipe cleaners and popsicle sticks. So it was an incredible, it was an incredible episode. Uh, just a few things to finish up on. So I... <laughs> Chaz has fallen asleep. <laughs> I watched part one of the new Spice Girls documentary that aired Channel 4 in the UK because um, where there's YouTube, there's pirated versions and where there's Maltracina, there are dodgy ways of watching things. <laughs> so can you believe this is the flyer that the girls originally responded to for their audition? That's the, the, the original um, flyer. Are you 18 to 23 with the ability to sing, dance? Are you streetwise, outgoing, ambitious and dedicated? Please send your CVs, blah, blah, blah. Are you scary? Are you ginger? <laughs> when they asked for a baby, it was a bit weird. Well, well, knowing the Spice Girls, that was translated from Latin, I believe. <laughs> well, 
I actually did something similar for my grade six history assignment, but I got like the tea bags and I made it look ye olde and I burnt the edges. Anyway, everything about that flyer tells me don't go. So it, it dated back to when this segment started. Is that how, <laughs> is that how old it was? Pretty much. Uh, the girls went and we got to see videos of all their original auditions and their scorecards. This was Victoria Beckham's. So it's Victoria, Victoria Adams Wood, dancing six, singing five, look seven. Not very good skin. <laughs> Personality five. <laughs> was it filled out by Mel tonight? <laughs> Personality five. That was my Tinder bio for a few years. Uh, uh, finally, this Jesus is actually Christ. my last bit. I just wanted to leave you with a piece of advice from the Drew Barrymore show. The funny thing is, is no matter how much you read, no matter how much you try, you will never ever read everything. You'll never get there. I mean, I mean, you had a go tonight. Uh, <laughs> on that note, would you please thank Mel Shasina? Seats. He's here to give us the rundown on all things sport. Would you please welcome to the desk writer, podcaster, Nicky Minaj's cousin's friend, <laughs> There's nothing funny about swollen testicles. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's uh... anyway. But you're not here to talk about testicles. You're here to talk about sport. Um... Unfortunately, I'm not allowed to talk about testicles, but I am allowed to talk about US Open winner Emma Raducanu, who's finding out what life is like after winning a Grand Slam. On the flight back, I understand that you were on uh, the same flight as Anna Wintour, sort of famous editor-at-large, editor-in-chief. Yeah. Not sure which she is now, of Vogue. And she there and then offered you the cover of Vogue. I mean, there must be... So many moments like that which make you think, wow, my life has changed. I actually didn't really know Anna Wintour was on my flight. Ah. Um, <laughs> that didn't happen. Oh, well, that's, well, that's the other thing you're going to have to get This is the world now, Emma, isn't it? Yeah. People attributing lots of things to you which aren't true. I don't know if you called it there, but one of the hosts said, even better. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, her and I have a lot in common. I've also not been offered the cover of Vogue. And, uh, my favourite thing, she got asked about what she thought of Piers Morgan's tweets about her and she said, who's Piers Morgan? <laughs> Which uh, I'm also jealous of. I wish I didn't know who he was. Uh, you well, are on this week's cover of Amish Weekly, so... <laughs> please don't discriminate against my people. Uh, well, the AFL's Brownlow medal was on this week and had all the household names there. Uh, I think uh, it will be a tie between St Kilda's Jack Steele Oh. And the bloke from the Bulldogs, Bontempelli. Bontempelli. Channeling a bit of Biden. A <laughs> guy from the Bulldogs over there. Uh, as always, the red carpet was a particular highlight. Gosh, I can't go past Stephen Canelio's fiance, Rebecca. I can't go past Danny Shuey. But I can't go past Brittany Bound. A lot of not going past. And the prestige of the night didn't end there. It's the most prestigious night of the football year. And what could be more prestigious? An ACD cover band. Hughie thought it actually was ACDC. So. <laughs> uh, the winner was Port Adelaide's Ollie Wines, who had this to say in his acceptance speech. Uh, my partner, Liv, um, you're probably the reason for my success this year, so thanks very much and um, hopefully we're back next year. 
Hopefully we're back. He gets invited back instantly as the winner, so uh, good luck, Liv. What a a romantic thing to say to her. You're probably the reason behind my success. You've got a feel for Ollie Wines, you know. The amount of press interviews he's done this week, it was relentless. He was up at 5am this morning to start the media commitments. Ollie, congratulations. Try to enjoy it. How are you feeling? Pretty weary. The day hasn't stopped for Ollie Wines. It will keep going. Thank you very much for pulling over tonight and having a chat to us. (laughs) Leave him alone. Uh, Well, over in Perth, they're getting ready to host the AFL Grand Final and fans queued overnight to get tickets. With fingers tightly crossed, two minutes later, success. Feeling. Oh, fantastic. She actually was crushed to find out it wasn't a line for Pfizer. <laughs> uh, former Wallaby, the honey badger, I don't know his real name, uh, actually saved a sheep this week. How's it lights? And uh, that sheep ran away about as far as he did from the contestants on the back line. I was going to say, isn't Nick Cummins the one who's usually stuck on the fence? <laughs> I think that it, he got more intimate with that sheep than he did anyone on The Bachelor. Uh, the San Marino Grand Prix was on the weekend. Australian Jack Miller finished fifth despite going through puberty during the race. And it's another Ducati 1-2, just as it was last weekend in Aragon. He's uh, really fast around here, but um, I felt good all weekend. <laughs> Red Bull before it, and he takes helium. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Going to puberty is tough. I remember the, the pimples and the braces, and I thought, gee, girls will start to like me when that goes away. And then I realised it wasn't puberty, it was my personality. <laughs> Titus, your personality is a five, all right? That is... It's a strong five. It's a strong five. <laughs> now, there's no better sport than English village cricket, as this clip shows. Now, he comes in and bowls, hits it, There's a bit of confusion about the run and he runs out his partner who, let's just say, is not exactly thrilled about this, but he's calm, measured. Goes to comfort him. And if you watch here, here comes the umpire carrying a pint. (laughs) (laughs) Incredible. We've got to take a break. Thanks, Back to the big story this week, Tim, the Australia-US alliance. The Prime Minister is currently over in the States forcing every breakfast TV show to cut away from COVID experts. The transmission or if the health services are getting more full than we expect. Uh, but certainly... OK, the... uh, apologies there. We're just going to, um, to leave the uh, professor because the Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, has just landed. So if you only do vaccinate yeah, 18 of adults, sorry, you, you don't get Blakely, to a good place. Sorry, Tony Blakely, we're going to have to interrupt you. We've got the Prime Minister. We'll come straight back to you. You may well see early interventions at lower levels than you might Norman, think. Norman, we're going to have to stop you there. I'm sorry, the Prime Minister's about to speak in New York. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Studio 10 even cut away from the pinata, so that is how serious it was. Well, speaking of the US, speaking of experts, it's time to introduce our very special guest. He's an original member of The Chaser, currently co-hosting the ABC's Planet America. Here's just a taste. Breaking news! 
I disguise myself in high-vis spy clothes. Do you care if you offend people? Oh, absolutely. How would you be, though? You were the Democrat who lost to a brothel owner who was dead. I want to apologise for breaking your screen. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Look, Scott Morrison has just landed in Washington. What can we expect from his meeting with Biden? Okay, uh, the first thing I think you can expect is something nice about France because they're still <laughs> pissed off. I think maybe uh, he'll, be, he'll get around a black beret with a little pencil moustache, something. <laughs> Um, apart from that, uh, there's probably going to be a lot of China talk because uh, they're having a meeting of what they call the Quad. And don't get excited. Don't mean quad bikes. We're not introducing Aussie culture to America. <laughs> it's a meeting of India, Japan, Australia and America where they all act like they're going to do something about China without actually saying the word China because they don't want to threaten China. So it's kind of like the new C word. Lots of talk about that. <laughs> Chase, you've said China more than we've heard this entire week in one segment. <laughs> now, I should die Trump style. China. China. <laughs> now, Chase, we should just point out you're obviously a US expert. Um, you're not in America at the moment, but with Channel 10 and ABC Internet, it'll feel like you're in Washington. So, <laughs> um, But obviously the big talking point this week, Joe Biden forgetting ScoMo's name. Do you think Biden forgot it or do you think he meant to call him pal? Of of course he forgot. Biden <laughs> doesn't even remember his own name. What are you talking about? Good point. And also, how is the absolute bottom of the barrel? Like, it, like he could at least tried mate, the, the Australian thing. Now, but Powell, you might as well have said sport or captain or chief. Not convincing at all. Well, no. Mel, Mel, Mel normally goes with Tom when she can't remember my name, so... <laughs> Um, look, now these meetings between presidents and PMs, do you have a favourite one from over the years? Um, I'd say probably back in 2002, John Howard uh, went to America. And at that, at that point in time, if you recall, America was trying to get support for any country to support the next country they were going to invade, whatever it was going to be. They didn't know at that point in time. It turned out to be Iraq. But <laughs> Australia at that point in time was basically the only country going, yeah, let's go, let's take Vanuatu, let's take New Zealand, come on, let's take <laughs> Very excited. And so they got, they got John Howard to address a joint meeting of Congress and George Bush actually called him the man of steel. <laughs> and we were all like, huh? Like... Clark Kent, maybe, but Superman? <laughs> him? And it was such a transparent attempt to suck up. I, I, it worked totally. I loved it. It was great. I would have loved if someone had just tuned in at that point, Chaz, to see you scream, let's take Vanuatu. <laughs> <laughs> They've got it coming. <laughs> well, the big talking point this week, Chaz, the AUKUS alliance, the new submarines. How have you seen that deal play out? Well... I think it's turned out to be a much bigger deal than you would expect from... I mean, essentially, we're buying submarines in 10 years' time. It's essentially a lay-by scheme. Like, it's going to come out. It's a lay-by scheme. But it's, it's become a big deal, I think, mainly because the French just don't stop chucking tanties. They're just stamping in the corner, going sacre bleu for the whole last week. They're still doing it. And so it's become a bit of a, a, bit of a big deal as a result. And so I think America and Australia are kind of being pushed further together just because everyone hates both of us now. Um, obviously, the US are giving us the recipe for their nuclear submarines. What's in it for the US? 
it's a good question, actually. I suppose with America, they have an ally now that is in the region they're interested in because they're interested in dealing with China. Uh, we've shown that we like to fight both in terms of our troops and in terms of culturally, like we've tried to get COVID investigations up and stuff. And most importantly, we need them so much more than they need us so they can get us to do anything. So I suppose that's what's in it for them. They've got a bitch. That's, 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 the same, that's the same with us, with you here tonight, Chaz. We need you so much more than you need us. <laughs> um, and to that end, I believe you've been keeping an eye on some big US stories. Is that right? Uh, you're talking about Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend again. <laughs> well, we, we, we talked about it at the top of the show, but apparently you've got a world exclusive. <laughs> All right, OK. Uh, I think what you might be referring to there is, is I actually discovered the person who has the worst job in the world associated with this whole story, and that is the Trinidad and Tobago health minister. His job, you might think, is to look after COVID, but no, his job is actually to ring up hospitals now and ask them, do you have anyone who's got big balls? (laughs) Claims are being made. One of the reasons we could not respond yesterday in real time to Miss Minaj is that we had to check and make sure that what she was claiming was either true or false. We did, and unfortunately, we wasted so much time yesterday (laughs) running down this course too. It is, as far as we know, at this point in time, there has been no such reported either side effect or adverse event. And what was sad about this is that It wasted our time yesterday. (laughs) I I want details on exactly how he spent his time chasing that down. I want it in triplicate. And you can see see the full clip on Planet Trinidad and Tobago, which you're also hosting, (laughs) Chaz. On that note, it's time to take a break. You can catch Chaz every Friday night on ABC's Planet America. Would you please thank Chaz Richard You're on the cheap seats. We're back after this. You're on the cheap seats. Thanks for all your feedback. You can get in touch with us on our socials below. I um, I did see this interesting tweet pop up. Does Tim have a crush on Mel? I was picking up on something last week, but could be wrong. <laughs> What's interesting is that's my partner. Uh, <laughs> that's not good. But hit us up on the socials below. <laughs> Look, staying on socials where a new TikTok trend is causing concern. It's called Devious Licks. What? Uh, it's where it's, Lex is slang for stealing things. It's where school children are stealing supplies from school and posting videos of it online. This is what you get when you mix the beginning of the school year with a beat and bad intentions. So these kids at school, you know, they go into the bathrooms, they take soap dispensers. I'm a little, look, it's quite a bad blurring effort because I think he, they asked, he asked to be blurred so that he wouldn't get bullied at school. But if you went to school with that kid, you would 100% go, I know that guy. <laughs> look, a lick is slang for stolen items, so I thought this report was slightly misleading. In other schools across the country, kids have been licking everything from sinks to even a water fountain. <laughs> yep, a water fountain. But the thing I most enjoyed about that story was how the reporter started it. NBC 2's Gage Goulding is talking taking us to the school, showing us the damage left behind. 
Students are targeting school bathrooms looking for their next devious lick. The report couldn't wait for him to finish? Yeah. There was something a bit dodgy about going into a school, going into a cubicle and saying the words devious lick. Good point. Good point. Well, back home, kids of all ages here in Australia are keeping busy these school holidays. You have to jump everywhere and it's just fun. A whole load of fun. Yeah, it's really good. I love it. Absolutely love it. <laughs> Now, Mel, with many of us still in lockdown, looking for the next big show to stream, can I share with you the show that I've been binging? What's on? What's on in the warehouse? Chemist Warehouse, What's On in the Warehouse. <laughs> How did we not get to this earlier? Have you seen this show, Mel? Uh, I've seen little bits of it, I'll be honest. <laughs> They're ads. Um, <laughs> well, this is Chemist Warehouse, What's On in the Warehouse, and it's a wide-ranging show. From iron supplements and incontinence products to toddler formula, we have a better choice for you. You've got my attention. <laughs> Which bits got your attention, Marianne? Uh, sometimes with Chemist Warehouse, it's less an ad, more a chat-up line. Carla, I love the feeling of soft, silky smooth, hair-free legs. Who doesn't, Marianne? <laughs> Who doesn't? Who doesn't? <laughs> now, you might think this is all just one ad for Chemist Warehouse, but it is packed with surprise twists. As you can see from the beautiful bright colours we're sporting on our lips today, it's time to talk about women's mental health. <laughs> That's that coming. Directed by M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> that was the shade she was wearing. <laughs> Look, this week I've been watching gaming championships. That's, uh, that's right, Mel. <laughs> um, where the director is struggling to find interesting shots of the competitors. Not sure. The Vova. Look at him. Barely blinking. <laughs> This isn't for me. I'm not sure how I feel about this one. <laughs> not for me. Yeah. Um, who's down there? Who's, who's down who's, there taking that who's camera? Doing that? <laughs> who's doing Denya. that? Grant Denyer. When you hire him. To another trend where people are pretending to choke in front of their pets to see how they react. There she is. She's doing this sort of cough and then lay down. And here's the dog checking the vital signs. <laughs> Okay. What's he going to do? Nudge. Check she's okay. Check she's okay. And he goes and gets a knife. Oh my god! <laughs> Just trying to. He was like, "I'm going to finish the job." <laughs> we're we're going to finish this. That's all the time we've got. We'll see you next week right here in the cheat seat.